What is up, party people? Welcome back to Killer Pod Presents Supplemental with Jeff DiBattista. I'm Jeff DiBattista. Uh, this is episode two, and we're going to be talking about the Vinegar Syndrome release of the 1984 Santa Slasher. Uh, don't open till Christmas. Um, obviously, I originally started this to be a Christmas episode, but uh, things went a little raw, uh, long. Um, so let's let's start with this this Blu-ray physically. Uh, it's awesome. The slipcover, uh, the front here. Don't open till Christmas. Uh, it's nice and glossy. The um, the front art is uh, basically a naked woman in like a Santa jacket with a razor blade being uh, held at her, which is a scene from the movie. And the back of the uh, slipcover. Also glossy with the uh, reverse scene from that part of the movie where they show the killer's face with his mask on and he's holding the razor blade. Um, also, the actual cover is the uh, Santa Claus woman, but the uh, breasts are covered. And the disc itself is the uh, the mask. Um, in uh, Vinegar Syndrome fashion, they have the original cover flip-sided, so if you wanted to put that on there... Um, it's pretty cool. It's just a Christmas gift with a knife in it and kind of some ornaments in the background and some blood on the ground. Um, the super cool thing about this slipcover, though, is that the front of it flaps open, and it is a Christmas card from our friends at Vinegar Syndrome. Um, it is the uh, woman's chest close up, and on her stomach is written Merry Christmas from Vinegar Syndrome in blood. And then on the, the reverse side here, it's uh, just all black with um, the entire Vinegar Syndrome crew's uh, signatures on it, which is very cool. Um, it's uh, the movie itself, 1984, British slasher. Um, you know, I'm not here to get in the movie. It's entertaining. Uh, definitely will be a Christmas time watch uh, from now on. So let's get into these supplementals here. The very first one. Called Don't Direct Till Christmas. And it is an interview with uh, Alan Birkinshaw, who filmed additional scenes and rewrote about 30 to 40 minutes of the movie and directed it. Uh, he used an alias, Al McGowan, um, because he was buddies with Edward Perdome, who was, or Edmund Perdome, who was the uh, star of the movie and originally directed. Uh, but apparently it was just a hot mess with him. Um, but Alan Birkinshaw was a great friend of the man who produced this film, which was Dick Randall. Dick Randall produced a lot of crazy stuff, um, notably Pieces, uh, one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, he kind of talks about what he did on set, what he rewrote, what he shot. Um, a lot of it is him just kind of going down what was wrong with the movie. Um, and let me just state that these special features are, it's a lot of interviews, um, so they're about an hour each, uh, all the special features. I think the next interview I'm going to talk about is about a half hour, um, and that was called Slashing Miss Monroe, and it is an interview with Carolyn Monroe, who you'll definitely recognize from Maniac, Slaughter High, um, she's in the movie for about two minutes, honestly. She does, like, a, a song and dance and finds a dead body. 
Um, but she only was in the movie because her husband was head of the uh, special effects. And, you know, I guess a chance to get someone with a name in there uh, was, was nice for them. She did a lot of Hammer films. Um, the interview itself doesn't really hit on um, Don't Up Until Christmas too much because she's barely in it. Um, but does talk a lot about Maniac and Slaughter High. And the one thing I um, took from the interview, which was all, I mean, it's a pretty long interview, but it's, it's really, it's really good. Um, but the one thing, she has a lot, a lot of love for Joe Spinell from Maniac. Uh, just one of the greatest character actors ever. Um, and she kind of talks in depth about him and his, some of his issues, but, you know, overall, a very uh, liked man and a uh, great actor. And then this this next special feature I was not a big fan of. It's called Perdome Babylonia. And it is an interview with Edmund Perdome's daughter. Uh, her name was Lillen. It's super biographical. She had written a book about him. And I'm pretty sure she is just reading from the book. Because she's looking down the entire time, basically. Uh, but it goes down his life story. He has a pretty wild one. He had four wives. Um, he had to, he was, he was like a, ho a Hollywood guy in like the fifties, sixties, and then got run out of town because he, uh, left his wife for some like studio head's wife and essentially stole her. And he moved to, I believe England, the UK or something like that. But that's where he became, uh, kind of an eclectic. They said he was a very strange man, had like 16 cats, that kind of deal. Um, it just kind of popped up in a lot of these uh, low-budget movies, uh, especially, I think, for uh, Alan Birkinshaw in particular. I think he directed him in a couple of times, he said, which is why he wanted to use the alias, because he just didn't want to, you know, mess up their friendship. Um, and then the next is Birkinshaw Uncut. This is Alan Birkinshaw's career-spanning interview. Um, I mean, it's it's a lot. Uh, not super interesting there's no like crazy wild stories he just kind of goes down everything he's done um starting in like commercials i think his first film was like a sex comedy and then he started making horror films um it's interesting it's long um it's one of those special features where you're like i get why people don't sit through these all the time um and following that is it's called it's just called the making of a horror horror film. Uh, it's part mockumentary, part making of. It's got some of the silliest ass music I've ever heard in my life in it. Um, it so the mockumentary part of it is sort of like acts as a day in the life of Dick Randall. Uh, he actually shits on the movie quite a bit throughout it, um, and they show and address the scenes that they filmed for the behind the scenes because they're original scenes with different actors that aren't in the final film and they just straight up tackle it. Um, and they laugh about it and literally, I think it's, it's about an hour. And at the end of it, the final scene is, uh, Dick Randall asleep as it's screening. So, uh, it's kind of a goof on the movie. Um, I guess they weren't super happy with it either. And we're just trying to get their 
you know, their money back in a way. Um, it, you know, it's definitely a uh, product of its time, I should say. You know, 84, just as much blood and slashing as possible. Um, the next special feature is called A Dangerous Place for Fan Santa. It is literally just a location uh, uh, tour with modern day 2022. Um, you know, you see like comparisons, old Piccadilly Circus and new Piccadilly Circus. Um, a lot of the places are still recognizable. Um, there's some cobblestone roads and stuff and the buildings and architectures pretty much are still there in England. Nothing seems to have been like torn apart or completely remodeled, which is cool to see because sometimes you watch these location things and it's like this isn't even what it looks like. I, this could be anywhere. Um, the next is, believe it, an extended scenes from a never before seen rough cut. Um, so it's the scenes that are edited and written a little differently. Uh, this is with the original actors, though, or I mean the uh, the new actors. It's after uh, Alan Birkinshaw had had taken over, so you don't see any of, like the the original actors like you would from the uh, making of a horror film little uh, show. And they're nothing really special. The only one that you get a little something extra from is there's an extended scene in a mental hospital that kind of explains some plot a little more, but at the end of the day, it's not really necessary. Uh, behind the scenes stills is after that. Just some pictures from the set, from the movie. Nothing spectacular, just some fun ones in there. And my favorite of all these special features uh, which is the original trailer for the film. And it is grindhouse to the fullest. Uh, it's got the voiceover, you know, they say don't open till Christmas about 60 times uh, in, you know, a three-minute trailer. It shows as much blood and nudity as possible. Uh, I think it shows basically every Santa kill in the movie. So, you know, if you didn't feel like sitting through the whole thing and care about the plot, you could just watch this trailer and you would get your money's worth. Um, and that's actually it. You know, it doesn't, it's not a lot on this one, but they're, they're very long. Uh, the interviews are, I mean, you know, 52 minutes of someone talking. If you listen to a killer pod from outer space podcast, you understand it, it, it feels, it feels long sometimes, especially if it's not interesting. Um, but you know, it's cool for this guy like Alan Birkinshaw to, to get to, to tell his story and talk about his career. Uh, it's a shame Edmund Perdoe wasn't alive and Dick Randall. Um, but that's like another weird part of the movie is that as you're listening to these interviews, uh, a number of actors on this film ended up committing suicide, like not long after, um, not because of the movie itself, just like because of their life circumstances. Um, I know the who will, will turn up to be the killer. Uh, he lost his wife and I guess kind of went downhill from there. And it wasn't long after that that he ended up killing himself before the movie even came out. So 
it's crazy. I think, and, and one of Man- Carolyn Monroe's stories too, the uh, lead actor from Slaughter High ended up taking his own life as well. So it's a very strange part of this uh, special feature. There's a lot of, lot of suicide talk, which you don't hear a lot about, uh, you know, when you watch these things. Uh, but, you know, overall, they're solid special features. Uh, I'd personally, on the entertainment front, uh, they're not that great. I would really only suggest um, the deleted and extended scenes, if you're that kind of person. You get a little more info. Uh, plus, actually, I forgot to mention, a, a alternate ending, which makes no sense in the course of the film in any way. So that's fun to see. Um, the making of a horror film, that, that's pretty fun. And the trailer. The trailer is the best one, in my opinion. Um, so that's it. That is supplemental for the Vinegar Syndrome release of Don't Open Till Christmas. Um, I'll have another one coming whenever it comes. This one took way longer than I expected, so I apologize that you're getting a Christmas episode of Supplemental on January the 15th or whatever today is. Um, and that's it for me. So until next time, love, peace, and chicken grease, I am out of here.